0: Travelpreneur, this is Nicole Barrett, sales and marketing expert to top hotels, resorts, and travel brands around the world. In my over 15 years in the business, I have seen a real need among travel pros like you to create a unique brand and market themselves and their businesses properly. My goal with this podcast? to help you navigate this world of travel marketing with direct, simple, and effective strategies so you can attract, engage, and convert an audience of your ideal clients and grow that widely successful travel business that you dream of. So go ahead, get comfy, and stick around for some tips, stories, and maybe even some laughs. Here we go. Hey, 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 Travelpreneurs, how are you? Nicole here. I hope you're doing well. So folks, we are halfway through the year. We're halfway through 2021. Now, I know the past year and a half to many of us, have, including myself, have felt like a complete decade. I get that. However, sometimes I still can't believe that we are halfway through 2021. And being halfway through the year is a cue for me and many of you To kind of look at what we're doing, evaluate, reevaluate, go back and say what's working, what's not working, and then look forward to or plan for the rest of the year or the rest of the quarter uh, and beyond. And one of the things that I'm looking at this time of year is my personal branding and the branding of my business and just branding on a whole. Um, I'm excited about switching up some things in my branding, and you guys are going to be seeing that come into fruition uh, very soon which is one of the reasons I'm really excited to have this guest on today. My guest today is my dear friend, Marielle Laguerre, who is a publicity and personal branding trainer, as well as author of The Personal Brand Bible for Ambitious Women. Marielle and I are going to be talking about her personal branding framework. And she has a framework that is made up of the five P's of personal branding. And I cannot wait for you to listen to what she has to say about this. We also talk about how that can play out for you or for those of you who are looking to do more business on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great space to build authority. It is a great space to showcase uh, your brand, your personal brand, your business brand, your brand as a whole. So we're going to touch on some tips on how to use uh, LinkedIn for personal branding as well. I learned so much and I've known Marielle uh, for a few years and I keep learning from her every single time. Um, I've attended one of her events. I've spoken to her in person several times. Um, But every time I listen to her, I learn so much. And I really hope that you do uh, by listening to this episode as well. All right, without further ado, here we go. Hey, Marielle, welcome to the Hey Trump Opener podcast. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you, Nicole. Looking forward to talking to you.
0: Oh, I am so excited that you're here. I mean, I've been meaning to invite you on the podcast for a while and I just got around to it um, about a couple months ago, maybe several weeks ago or so. And I was excited when you're like, yes, absolutely. I'm going to be <laughs> on your podcast. So Uh, Welcome. I'm very, very happy that you're here. Before we continue,
1: why don't you go ahead and tell the people
0: who you are and what
1: you do? Of course. So hi, everyone. My name is Marielle Gear, And like many of you, I wear a few hats. I'm a publicist, personal branding expert, international speaker and author. But I often say that my superpower is helping professionals go from unknown to the recognized go-to expert. And I do that using LinkedIn, publicity, anything that really helps my clients get more visible is what I'm all about.
0: Fantastic. And we're going to get into how we met a little bit later on into the show, but I'll just say right now that one of the reasons why you and I started working together when I first started my business, what feels like three years ago, it was like, yeah, it was, I think our first call was like June 2018 or something or May.
1: Wow. So
0: happy three-year
1: yeah. anniversary, Marielle. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> so I reached out to you because I needed some help with my own branding, right? Um, and you've been able to successfully walk me through the initial stages of my branding, walk me through the intermediate stages of my branding and it just like put me on my way to do awesome things, so I want to say personally, like right now, thank you first and foremost for that. Aww. And thank I am you. real, you're
1: so welcome.
0: Oh, anytime! And I'm really excited for you to bring your value, bring your authority to the folks who are listening now. And I know that you're recently working on a framework right now for branding. Before we do that, though, I do want to say you've been doing this for a while, so. Why don't we talk about your backstory for a little bit? And then we're going to touch on the book that you wrote that led me to you in the first place. So um, let's talk about your backstory.
1: Yeah. So, um, and and we all have a backstory, don't we? So mine really starts in 2005, actually working in PR. And I've always been interested in storytelling. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I like to say is, you know, facts tell, stories sell. Everybody has a story. And my job as a publicist was essentially to work with big brands, big global brands to help them get um, placed in the media. Uh, so I've always worked in big global companies. And um, back in 2012, that's when I fell in love with New York City. So my journey then took me from London to New York, which was a real culture shock, um, uh-huh. especially as an introvert. You know, moving to New York City was like, yeah, yeah. That was intense, to say the least. But all of those things were character building and really paving the way for what I do today, which is not just PR. It's very much more holistic and it's focused more on personal branding. And I absolutely love what I do because I feel everybody... Has a personal brand, everybody has a reputation. And I often say, you know, if you're not proactively managing your reputation, somebody else is managing it for you. So Mm -hmm. you've really got to decide what do I want to be known for? And how can I begin to show up as that person, uh, my authentic self, to really create more opportunities in my career or in my business? And that's essentially what I help people to do. Love that, love
0: that. And then you went from that, or I think it was simultaneously, you wrote a book. Which led yes. me to you. So, so I can't remember exactly how we met on the interwebs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, i was gonna say I believe it started with Instagram. I believe I may have found you through Susie Moore. Um, uh, okay, it may I think it may have or it may have been Paul Bronson. I don't know. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and both so,
0: awesome people. Yeah, yeah, two awesome people for sure. Um, and I started following you and then I connected with you through the DMs and then I I found your book. I don't know if you said it. I don't remember if you said you were an author, but we're not going to leave that out because your book to me was essentially what brought
1: me to you in the first place. So let's talk about, uh, the book that you wrote a few years ago. Yeah. So my book is called the personal brand Bible for ambitious women. And I never meant to write a book. I don't know. I'm not somebody that intentionally went out and was like, yes, I want to write a book. It kind of happened by accident. Uh, So the story goes, you know, I was still in New York at the time and I was around so many incredible women. uh, And I was actually writing a column for the Huffington Post. This is when you could be a contributor for the Huff Post, And I remember just thinking, oh, wow, how cool would it be to interview these amazing women who are in my network? let me just write an article about how they built their businesses, how they built their brand. And it's going to be an epic article. And I remember as I was interviewing, it was five women that I interviewed, each of them just phenomenal, like mind blowing, like their stories. And I had so much content, Nicole, that I was thinking, this is a book. This is actually a book. (laughs) So that's when I figured, you know, let me just actually create a book and I was able to create that book in like three months time and I I should give myself more credit because I I don't I don't really talk much about the book (laughs) which is crazy um but I still get a lot of people saying how great the book is how it's really helped them and things like that so um so yeah it it
0: really helped me and I could I know we're gonna get into your framework now but the book really helped me and I can see how from that book from Everything that you've put out there to the world, you know, you've done quite some Instagram series, you've done some added value, you've done some training, you've done some corporate training, you've done events, one of which I attended in New York City, and I can see how from all of this, you would be able to put together a framework for branding, and not just for ambitious women, but for anyone who's looking to create a space for themselves, brand themselves, brand their businesses, et cetera. So let's talk about the, that five part framework right now. And essentially what it is, is we're saying to you, hey, folks, here are five things. Here are five parts of branding. Here are five things in this framework that you should be paying attention to, to build your personal brand, to build your corporate brand, whatever type of brand it is that you're looking to build. It could be a travel YouTube channel. It could be... Uh, your travel business. It could be the way you show up online. Um, let's start with the first part. Do you call it that the first part? The of first the
1: key. Word, yes. Yeah. yeah. So essentially I've created this framework and, um, As you've alluded to, Nicole, I feel like we all need to master these five things. Mm -hmm. And I feel when we're able to really master these, this is when, you know, the floodgates will open, opportunities will come our way, because it means that we've branded ourselves really, really effectively. And, you know, it took me 15 years to develop this framework, Um, working in corporate in London, in New York, working with CEOs, senior leaders, working in my business, And I recognize that there were certain things that I was tapping on, tapping into, you know, to create these opportunities, not just for myself, but also for my clients as well. So I'll walk through them quickly and then I'll go into more detail. So I call it the five P's of personal branding. So performance. So looking at mindset, how you Mm -hmm. think, um, performance, and then looking at um, pitch. So creating a powerful pitch for yourself and also being more proactive than reactive. And then uh, presence. So looking at your presence online, uh, in person as well. Are you confident in person? Um, And then looking at your uh, publicity and then looking at your plan. So creating a plan for yourself, creating, taking action, really, because I'm not a theoretical person. I'm I'm all about action, massive action. So that's why the, the last P is focused on creating a plan, because without a plan, it's going to be very hard for any of us to do anything. Right. That's so, true. so back to the first P the first P is all about mindset. And uh, you know, as a former client of mine, right. I'm very, very big on mindset because mm-hmm. I feel like this is the thing that holds many of us back. You know, we all have, I mean, let,
0: let's stick a pin right there. Let us stick a pin <laughs> right there. Cause I remember yeah. we used to do these, we used to, I mean, obviously everybody did zoomers. It was, we used to do these zoom calls yeah. and I would show up. And like, you knew when I wasn't in the right mindset or I'd come be like, Marianne, well, I don't know. I don't think well, she's like, okay, Nicole. All right. Here's first and foremost, here is what you need to be telling yourself. (laughs) 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 I remember I showed up one day like it was a therapy session because my mindset was just off. And I can't remember what I said to you, but I think in more or less words, you told me, well, I'm not just a great teacher. (laughs)
1: It hilarious. was something
0: like that. It was something like that. But, you know, showing up with, with, love, the proper mindset, with, with love, like showing up with the proper mindset is key. It is so key. And you were able to set me straight because I was coming from and this is important for travel businesses who may be coming off of not, not maybe they are coming off of a very tough year. And they are coming off of a space where they need to realize that they need to do business differently. And so you need a different mindset. I was coming from a corporate space because I had just, when I was talking to you, Mariel, I had just left my 13-year career in corporate with Sandals and Beaches Resorts. So my mindset was different. I was now building something for myself, a brand for myself, not a brand for someone else. And so, you know, for those of you who are coming off of a very tough year in your travel business... Mindset is key. So let's unstick that pin and let's hear what you're going to
1: say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mindset is there's new levels, new devils, right? Right. Right. um, There's always going to be a new level to reach you. Like what what you hear is not going to get you there. So I think it's firstly about recognizing, as you alluded to, the need to be fluid, the need to be adaptable because nothing is ever going to stand still. Um, So you've got to decide, do I want to be still? Or do I want to be adapting and rolling with the punches? Because that's what entrepreneurship is all about. And if you're not somebody that's open to kind of rolling with the punches, then you really need to evaluate if entrepreneurship is for you. So, you know, yeah, I do mindset work every single day. You know, before I start my day, I pour into me, Mm -hmm. affirm myself. Um, because otherwise, it's like weeds getting, you know, right. we're not programmed with everything going on in the external world. We're not programmed to be positive, to be resilient. So, you've really got to work on yourself to becoming that person. Right. Um, and, you know, you also got to ask yourself what story am I telling myself about why I can't do X or what's stopping me from doing Y? Really constantly ask yourself these questions. Um, and also ask yourself, is this story true? You know, is it yeah. true that you can't get that client or that you can't approach that person, whatever it is constantly have these conversations with yourself, because that's when you'll recognize, actually, it's only me standing my way, you know, it's right. always you versus you as an entrepreneur. Um, so the mindset piece is crucial. Yeah. If you're not, if you're listening to this thinking, Oh my gosh, I, I don't do any mindset work. I, I really recommend that you do because Trust me, it's a game changer once you you tap into yourself, right? right. Um, and then the second P is all about creating a strong pitch for yourself. So, mm-hmm. you know, personal branding is about being known for something. So asking yourself, what do I want to be known for? But secondly, who knows about you? Because, you know, I often say it's not what you know or who you know. It's who knows you. Yeah, It's, it's not great to be your the hit the world's best secret like you know that's not going to help you right, right? so you've right. got to make sure that the people that need to know about you know about you so that's where having a strong elevated pitch comes in and proactively pitching yourself to opportunities mm-hmm. you know whether you want more clients speaking gigs publicity whatever it is it's important to be proactively reaching out to those opportunities because and do you think too that uh, you know under pitch we could throw
0: um crafting and using calls to action under that so that's us they showing up in their emails or the social media like having yeah. clear cut consistent and a lot of calls to action no matter what
1: the call to action is right absolutely yeah, yeah. and that that's that's it because there's so many ways to pitch mm-hmm. um and I think with you know with content or with emails you know, really not being ashamed to have a really clear call to action, because if you don't tell people what they need to do next, they're not going to necessarily do it. Okay. So, you know, often with my posts, I say, you know, comment below, let me know your thoughts because otherwise people are just like, they like to be told what to do next. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you really have to do that. And um, yeah, I think um, pitching it, maybe it's because I'm a publicist as well. You know, I've been doing it for a long time, mm-hmm. but I recognize that often when we don't have the opportunities that we desire, you know, really to sit and think, okay, am I being proactive enough? Am I, am, have I got enough momentum going in my business? Um, So I think that's really important. And then the third area is all about presence, you know, so you know, in this digital age, everybody is Googling you, right? For people visit your website. They're likely to type your name into Google. They're likely to look at your social media presence. All of those things tell a lot about you. Mm. Um, so it's really important that you're clear on what your digital footprint is, um, how you're leveraging LinkedIn as well, because LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is my favorite social media platform, yes. primarily because it's, one of the only social media platforms where you could get high ticket clients, speaking gigs, um, big brand deals, publicity and top 10 media outlets. These are all things that I've done and helped my clients to do. I don't know another social media platform where you could get so many big time opportunities. right? right. Um, that's why I love LinkedIn, right. especially for service based businesses. Um, yeah. It's such a great platform. So uh, that's why I love, I love that. It.
0: Love that. So we were going to talk about LinkedIn further down, but this is a, this is great, right? So let's, let's stick a pin on their pitch. Cause we have three more to go. Cause yeah. I just made a note while you were talking to kind of bring pitch back into the LinkedIn question. So this is perfect. Yeah. Right. So let's talk about, you, you know, you're talking about like, you know, using the, the social media platforms or creating or having a presence on these platforms. And we're not saying folks go out there and be on all the platforms be on the ones that you're comfortable with, be on the ones where your clients live, be on the ones that are going to propel your businesses forward, right? So um, in terms of LinkedIn, right? You and I, at the beginning of our coaching calls, we worked on my LinkedIn profile, which to date... Probably need some updating because that was almost three years ago. But I haven't had to update it in the past three years because it's just so amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, really I, I have person. people reaching out to me on LinkedIn all the time. A lot of the consulting clients that I get came through yeah. LinkedIn. Right? Love it. Um. Yeah. I, to LinkedIn and, <laughs> I know. It's it's so. Thank you for that. So you helped me work on my LinkedIn. You know, um, a, f- a few years ago. Um. However, you know. LinkedIn has gotten over the past year and a half or so, at least more popular than it's been. And it's becoming more of a social platform. I don't know if you notice that. It is more like yeah. people are posting their meals now on LinkedIn. I'm like, what is, oh, what wow. is going on? What is this shit? Yeah. Or maybe I'm just following the wrong people. I don't know. But
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> my point is that for people who are, for the travel businesses who are looking to get more corporate clients or looking to, maybe get clients who are the directors, the managers, the CEOs of companies, the CFOs, um, those types of businesses, they're looking to the people who are making the decisions in the household. Some of that could be women CEOs, women directors, women managers. So they're finding LinkedIn as a great platform um, to go on to find clients. How do you, or how does a travel business pitch properly? I'm doing air quotes here. You can't see me listeners, but Pitch properly on LinkedIn because yeah. it is such a new platform to many travel businesses.
1: Yeah. And that's a that's a great question. And it's the question that I get asked um, the most. Mm-hmm. I would say the first thing that you have to do in this, I, I know we're talking about travel businesses, but I use this same strategy for all Um, business owners, right? Like, I feel like the process is still the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Firstly, I think it's important that you create a client-attracting profile. Your profile really, really needs to position you as an authority in your space, or at least demonstrates who you help, the problem you solve specifically. A lot of people still have, like, a really outdated resume-style LinkedIn profile, Mm -hmm. which just doesn't cut it, because if you think about it, I you know, I had yeah. that before you. Before you <laughs> yeah. And it's common. I probably had that too. Right? right. Um, but a resume style profile is very much focused on what Nicole was doing five years ago. Right. right. And you have to remember that everybody's self-interested. So mm-hmm. instead of having a resume style profile, create a profile that really speaks to the client and the problem that you solve. That's the first thing. Right. Right. Um, so have a nice cover photo. Really use SEO words. Really, really see it as your digital portfolio. And then once you've got a really strong client attracting profile, you'll find in some cases, as you say, you know, people message you. But it's also important to be proactive. As entrepreneurs, we have to be proactive. Um, so after you've created your profile, you then want to think about, okay, who is it that I am trying to get into conversation with? And this is where Sales Navigator is such a gem, because it's literally a database that enables you to search by job title, by profession, say for instance, I'm looking for, I don't know, head of talent in the consumer goods industry, or, yeah. um, give me some names or titles that people would. So, look. I
0: mean, a travel business may, may look for any types of, actually they, they, they probably look for general titles because there's really is yeah. no travel specific word or keyword that they would look for, but they probably yeah. look for general titles, but you know, like you mentioned, LinkedIn is searchable. So once you put in all this information, you put in sales navigator, and and I know you introduced me to it. So there are parts in it where you can put a specific keyword. So you could put in some form of interest keyword, I believe, from what I remember. Yeah. So Yeah. So technically, they could put in some travel details.
1: So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it also has like travel and tourism as a search term as well, right. Right? So, right? Like you could be as general or as specific as you desire, right? right. And the beauty of that is that it's going to save you so much time. You're literally yeah. good, just going to cut to the decision maker. And then once you found them, you need to know, okay, how do I talk to them in a way that isn't salesy? Because you don't want to sell on LinkedIn. I think that's a mistake a lot of people make as yes. well. Like they try to sell, it's like, you know, um, you meet someone for the first time and you're like, Will you marry me? Of like, course. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need to warm them up a little bit. You need to yes. build rapport. So yeah. then it's yeah. about, okay, what can I say to them that is going to be of interest to them? Remember, we're always focusing on the consumer, like what is in it for them. Right. So as long as you could position your pitch and it's got to be very short in a way that speaks to what their likely their pain points are mm-hmm. then you are likely going to get a response and then you just build it up from there um, and like you know and like most platforms too is you build a relationship by
0: sharing posts by commenting on posts by engaging throughout right you can do that before you send someone obviously like i would tell you to do on instagram engage yeah. before you send a dm know yes. about get them let them get to know you you get to know them and so it's easier for you to just kind of to send a message on LinkedIn and you know yes I mean there I mean I when I log into my LinkedIn yes I mean about a third or a quarter of the the uh prompts that I get or the notifications are pitches from other people or mm-hmm. they are messages that I I, I know immediately I want to discount because I I you know they're spam. And sometimes people get turned off by that. And so they never go back. However, I want you to understand that the same thing can happen on Instagram. The same yeah. thing can happen on email. But if you're in that, going back to P number one, if you're in that, um, that zone, that performance mindset, if you're in that mindset and say, you know what, I'm going to look past that because there are things beyond that that are waiting for me,
1: then yeah. you're golden. Yeah. And this is the thing. I think we have to have a thick skin. I recognize that not everybody's going to say yes to me. Not everybody's going to see my value. That's totally fine. I'm an abundant thinker and I recognize I'm in a big global environment. I'm in London right now talking to you, but I don't operate my business as a UK, London-based business. I think right. I'm in a global market. There are global opportunities out there. The only thing that's going to stop me is me. The only thing that's going to stop me creating those opportunities. So when someone says no, no just means next, right? Yes. No just means next. So who else can I talk to? And I love what Chris Jenner once said. You know, She said, when someone says no to you, you're just talking to the wrong person. Ah. And I love that because it's no. like, okay, well... You don't see my greatness, so who else can I be talking to, you know? So when you adopt that mindset, yeah, it's a game changer.
0: Love it, love it. All right, so we're going to unstick that pin now, right? Or you have something else to say?
1: Yeah, so we spoke about performance. We spoke yes. about pitch. We spoke about presence yes. and like building your presence online and obviously in person as well. So, you know, building your presence in person is just being able to influence people, being able to communicate, being able to articulate your ideas and get buy-in. That's a right. super, super important skill, especially as a business owner, because you are, we are always selling our ideas. Yes. I'm actually super introverted and people are always surprised by that, but I am. <laughs> Um, so I've hey, listen, you- I thought I was an introvert too. And for decades,
0: I thought I was an introvert. I finally <laughs> realized a year ago that I was an extrovert and people, people, people said to me, ah, uh, you thought you were an introvert. So <laughs> that is hilarious. What was, what was the mic drop moment for you? It was <laughs> just, I'm, honestly, number one, the first thing was just being honest with myself. I think I w- I'm a wannabe introvert. And so <laughs> I just walked around telling people that I am in hopes that I'll believe it, and <laughs> and that's then so I funny. did um I did a couple of the you know what do you call test. them the online testing test. what do you call it
1: the psychometric
0: test uh, yes 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 and I am a ENFP ENFP that's so ENFP.
1: funny I'm an INFP I'm an ENFP um a I'm an INFP look at that yeah. That's yeah. so funny. I've got a lot of ENFP friends actually. So that's why we get along.
0: That's why we get along. Exactly. It's just the it's just the E and the I, the extrovert and the introvert, but everything else yeah. is the
1: same. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's quite interesting. But um, but you know, during lockdown, i spent most of lockdown by myself. And I've been I've been I've been okay. I've been fine.
0: <laughs> I am not okay, Marielle.
1: I am not okay. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> that is so funny. Um yeah. Yeah, so I think the presence um, piece is really key, your digital presence, your presence in person, just really making sure that you're putting your best foot forward, because, you know, we've, we've literally in this climate got seconds to make an impression. Um, and then the fourth P is really about publicity. You know, as a publicist, I call I see this as being like the cherry on the cake. Though, like I wouldn't recommend you focus on PR if you're just starting out in business. Focus instead on um, getting clients and really just you know getting that cash flow flowing. But PR is great as a way to kind of position you as a thought leader and really just take you to a a much wider audience and and get that third party endorsement, which which can be beneficial to getting clients. Let's talk about that for a second, because that's
0: very interesting, because that's one place that I see a lot of travel businesses fall short because they rely on a lot of the external business coming to them, them finding business the traditional way, which is fine. We want those grassroots efforts. Those grassroots efforts are always, always accepted. Don't ever forget to do those. However, there are certain ways that you can get publicity without having a Forbes article written about you, without having a travel magazine article written about you. There are other ways, right? Because- We can just start with blogging, right? Or your blog getting picked up or your article getting picked up or you guest blogging uh, for someone else. Or what are some other ways? Because I know you've had clients that have that have been in Forbes and other publications. But what are some other ways? What are those low hanging fruits that people can catch um, in terms of publicity?
1: Yeah. And that's such a great question because I do feel like, you know, PR is, you know, it, it is a long game. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely start with the low hanging fruit, which to right. me is, um, you know, thinking small, but aiming big. Right. So right. starting off kind of like taking baby steps. So to me, that would be getting it, writing a guest article, becoming a guest contributor, mm-hmm. uh, a blog post, even industry trade press as well, yeah. like local news um, these are all credible as well. And the beauty of like the smaller media outlets is that they'll likely give you a much wider spread than, say, um, you know, a big mainstream global media outlet. So don't right. discount the smaller media um, publications, which is not, I know, which is what a lot of people do. Right? Um, PR is very much about storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's very much about storytelling. So thinking about okay, what is your story, and how can you um, make it much more relatable to a wider audience? The way that you could get good at storytelling is by reading. I know it probably sounds counterintuitive, but <laughs> read to be able to write well, to be able to do anything. I think it's really, really important to read. Yeah. One thing that I've committed to doing. Um, is just read in like 30 minutes a day, like as a minimum. And um, if you're somebody that's wanting to get publicity, read the relevant news articles, set up Google Alerts as well. Um, Google Alerts are really good ways to stay abreast of um, what's going on in your industry. So you can For those
0: of you who who don't know what that is, what happens is you can just search Google Alerts
1: on Google. Yeah, Google Alerts, (laughs) yeah. And yeah. it will literally just um, talk you through how to set up a exactly. Google alert. So you just type in your keyword mm-hmm. and um, say, it's like, I don't know, travel news or travel right. tips or, or whatever. Or you could put in is. a
0: destination, Hawaii, Antigua, yeah. or a particular theme, D- Disney, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then literally you determine how frequently you want that news article. So it could be weekly, daily, hourly, whatever it is. And it's going to send you who it, or it's going to literally scale the whole of the internet and send you all of the relevant articles that are being written about that particular topic. And I just think it's such a powerful way to stay informed, not only of the news, but also who are the journalists writing about my particular topic? Because guess what? When it comes to you wanting to get your publicity, you're going to know, Okay, so this person wrote this last week. Let me reach out to them and let me say to them, you know, in the first sentence, hey, I read your recent article on this. I thought you may be interested in this, you know, keeping it super, super simple. That in itself is a pitch. And um, yeah, you could go from there. I love that. And and it
0: goes back to your previous P, the one right before this was just presence, right? So yeah. um, I have found too that consistency is key. And once you're showing up and people know that you're not a kept secret, you're a yeah. great secret if there ever was one, but you're yeah. not a kept secret. So you're showing up and you're consistently showing up and you're adding value and you're building authority and you're yeah. showing that you know your stuff oftentimes you're going to find that you don't have to go to people who are writing the articles. They will come to you for quotes because you're showing up and you're using maybe the right hashtags and you're putting your content out there in the right places. And you're showing up on LinkedIn, for example, and people are searching LinkedIn because it's very, very searchable. And you come up and they see that you've been consistent and you know your stuff and you're adding value. You will find that people will find you for quotes and articles. before you I've find
1: seen up. Yeah. yeah, honestly, it does happen. I mean, one of my clients was able to get a huge piece in Essence magazine as a result of using LinkedIn, right? Mm, with, yeah. I mean, she connected with that journalist, but um, it does go to show, you know, people are always open to ideas. Yes. And um, yeah, so PR could, you know, really be a game changer for you. But I definitely think about, um, I recommend really thinking don't discount the small media outlets as well, if that is something that you're thinking to do. Yeah. So that's publicity. And then the fifth P is really about planning. Um, now, as an um, INFP, I'm not the best planner. I, w- I will admit that. I'm not somebody that's like super, super in the detail. Like I'm I'm a real big thinker, like, oh, let's hey, this. yeah, and. And
0: I mean, I'm an, I'm, I'm a super big thinker too. I like, I love the beginning stages of stuff and let's plan the yeah. big picture. And then yeah. I want to give the checklist to someone else to run off with.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm like, okay, so who's doing this detail? Because yeah. that is my strong point. Whose job is next? Because mine's yeah. already done. It's so funny because my VA is often like, can you give me the details of that? I'm like, what details? What That's details? it. are
0: are you not in my mind do I have to videotape my process (laughs) these are the
1: details (laughs) so yeah so planning is something that I'm really working on um, and i read an incredible book that I've got I've got the little manual here actually I'll show you Um, you can grab
0: it because while you're doing that I'll just say too that we're talking to 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 people who are planners they are literally planning someone's vacation or wedding or family reunion yeah. or whatever it is, their destination wedding. They're literally planning people's lives day by day, step by step, yeah. hour by hour. So folks, you know, that's what you are. You are a planner. You're probably a big thinker, a big big picture thinker as yeah. well, but you're, you're planners, hopefully. So <laughs> this <laughs> stuff hope, hope hopefully so. should come a little natural to
1: you. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so in, in the profession they're in, like that they would be planners because that would be right. interesting if, if they weren't. If they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> then that's another podcast, another episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the book that I read, um, The 12 Week Year. Oh yeah. I Have it, that book. Yeah. And I bought this little field guide. It's like um, how to just get much more granular With your planning. And it really, really opened my eyes because up until that point, I never would break my year into quarters. Like, you know, so now we're in Q2, uh, Q3, Q4, come in. And um, it's really just helped me to just get much more detail oriented and to really see each quarter as like a mini new year. So each quarter, I literally celebrate and see it as the end of a mini new year. And it really just feels just, I don't know. The year just feels more manageable to me by breaking it down into these twelve-week chunks. Twelve weeks.
0: I love that. I love that. I do have that book now. Have I read all of it? No. Um, (laughs) Doesn't that does it happen to you too? You get a book and
1: you're like, oh, the first two chapters were great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm reading a book now, which I I absolutely love the book I'm reading, but. I bought it two years ago. I pre ordered it and I I was so excited. And then I just put it on my shelf. I know. But now I'm reading it like, oh my gosh, so many gems. Yeah. I see a lot of books behind you. Folks, uh,
0: Marielle has a ton of books behind her. Some of them I recognize, like The Tools of Titan, The Expert Secrets, Dotcom Secrets. I'm I'm halfway through all three of those. Tools of Titans is a great book. i read it, and there's another one too. Uh, Tribe of Mentors, I think, is the last one that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. That one, I, do I don't have that one. I do have that one. I have not started that one yet, but that's besides the point, right? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> Nicole and Muriel need to get their act together as far act together as far as reading books go. But planning, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely key. In fact, in fact, at the time of this recording, I do have. A planning session, by the time this is released, the session would have already been done, but I'm doing a content planning session with a colleague of mine, another person who's in the space, Nikita Brown, where we're sitting down and I find, you know, like you talk about, like that action part of it like sitting down and saying, here are the steps, here's what I'm going to do. Like we can dream big and dream big. But if we're over yeah. here, Mariel, you and I dreaming by ourselves and doing the big picture thinking, if there are no little legs, whether it's oars or someone else's legs running out to take care of the stuff, it's not going to happen. What we see in our in our heads yeah. is not going to come to fruition. And so we're sitting down and we're saying, listen, uh, stuff needs to get done, right? It needs to get done. So let's do. Let's plan our email. Let's plan our social media. Let's plan how we're going to show up on LinkedIn, especially. Let's plan how we are going to pitch. Let's plan uh, how we are going to get some publicity, and let's. Yeah, I mean, I honestly believe that you can also plan mindset, right? Let's 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 carve out time where I'm going to spend time. On my mindset. And that could be reading. It could be whatever. But
1: planning is absolutely yeah. key. Oh, it really is. And to take because I recognize that I, the planning is something, and this is the thing, like I'm used to just like, I think I'm just somebody who just gets stuff done. Yeah. But that isn't always a good thing either, because if right. a lot of it is just in my head and I just like get it done. Yeah. Um. So now I'm recognizing, okay, so this is a big plan. What are the little five little micro steps? I'm getting really clear on those, especially if I've got like working with my team, I I need to be able to hand over to them and things and not just have it in my head. So, um, I'm not very good at that. So
0: I know I need to get better at, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll have all these things in my head, but you know, handing it over to my team becomes like, right. I want someone to take it and run with it. That is my ideal. But like you said, they're always like, okay, but what are the details? And I have to like sit down and like write out the details. Right. But personally, I know I need to work on that. But for, you know, for me and for everyone else, the moment we actually get the process started with, that's where the magic is. Like the magic is all, is in all the stuff that we're avoiding, that we're we're avoiding.
1: Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, I I totally resonate with that. I mean, it's only now, it's only the the last few weeks really that my VA has been like, I need more details. And I'm like, but this is it. So I'm glad that you understand.
0: (laughs) I completely understand. And let me tell you, we are, I mean, we've been, it's been a crazy year, like like we mentioned, but we're also in that stage now too, where our mindset also has to be different, right? So I was, just a quick story. Uh, Yesterday, I had a dentist appointment and after that dentist appointment, I decided to stay in the city. Um, and just kind of like hang out a bit. Right. Just I'm just going to go to a restaurant and like and, and actually speaking of big picture thinking, I brought my notebook because I wanted to like plan the future. And, and you know, we we're in the second half of the year and I was yeah. like sitting down, like putting some thoughts on paper. And I decided to stay in the city and do that. And but, you know, Boston or the state of mass now, the mask mandate has been lifted. You, if everything is back to 100 percent, you don't have to uh, social distance if you don't want to. Like, you can give people hugs, like, that's hugs. That's how it is. I walk into the restaurant, I'm the only one wearing a mask, the, including the servers. Everybody wow. is just like living their best lives. And I called my husband and I said, You know what? I'm very nervous. I don't know where I am. I feel like you know that very thin line between lockdown and not lockdown, and I don't know how to behave. I don't know how to feel. My nerves are on point. I'm shaking. I don't know. And so, even for us in in this particular business, in a in a travel business, it's kind of like that feeling. Sometimes I'm just drawing some comparison with that. It's kind of like, okay, we want people to travel, but there are still so many limitations that we don't want to tell people to travel. Or we want the business, but the business is coming at us so fast and we're busier than we normally are with less business because the rules are just changing every single moment. Right. And so you're within that space now where you have to like shift your mindset and you're not sure like, where am I? Am I I in the river? Am I on the bank? Where where am I? Right. And so we are in that stage now where we have to, the mindset is key. We have to start planning and we have to just say, you know what? We need to make a decision. Like business has to go on. Life has to go on. And we yeah. need to take everything that we just mentioned, the, you know, the the framework, the entire framework, all five Ps, and just kind of put it together, knowing that we're moving forward. Like this is it. This is where we're in June, right? Middle of June, the last half of the year.
1: And we need to keep it moving, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We've got no choice.
0: We've got no <laughs> choice. Oh! scared I don't know what to do I feel like I'm a baby being like I don't know I'm just like being thrown into the pool say hey sink or swim you decide you
1: decide you decide love it, decide.
0: Yeah, yeah. Decide. Love it. oh Marielle, that was lovely thank you so much uh, for being on here I um, mean, I've learned a lot from you over the past few years and I just learned some more today so that's exciting <laughs> um tell people where they can find you
1: yeah. So I hang out a lot on LinkedIn. Uh, it's just Marielle Legere. If you want to connect with me, please do. I'm also on Instagram as women who influence or Marielle Legere as well. I've actually got two Instagram pages, but um yeah, my, uh, the work that I do coaching women specifically is women who influence on Instagram.
0: Love that. And I will put all of that in the show notes so you can, so you can have that. With that being said, Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to seeing you around. And I have to say, and I told you this at the beginning, and folks, if you're listening, you can't see her, but her skin is glowing. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really you
1: honored absolutely that you stunning. That. <laughs> thank Lovely. you. All right, I'm good to you. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you. Bye folks. Bye-bye.